I've really paid to play in the sense that, you know, everything I've done has cost me an arm and a leg. However, in return, I'm what I got is practice because I got the experience of the journey. Welcome to the Build a Broker podcast. Each episode, you'll hear the journey of newly minted mortgage brokers from concept to first closed loan on their road to success. 17 years old, our guest walked into a bank to get a banking job. He quickly fell in love with the money business and realized his destiny. We're going to talk about his hustle and journey, but first, a word from our sponsor. Rocket Pro TPO has the tools brokers need to compete, even in an ever-changing market. Elevate your game with world-class training called Pro Performance. It's elite coaching that only Rocket Pro TPO can offer. Partners walk away with the skills to confidently present to clients, explain market conditions, and win more business. Learn more at rocketprotpo.com. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, and MLS number 3030. In this episode, we'll meet with Armenian-born mortgage broker Mike Boyajin, who is the founder of MBE Capital Lending. So Mike learned the art of the hustle from his dad, who worked his butt off as a server and later as a business owner in the food services business. You could almost hear Mike's fire that was sparked when he started working as a bank teller, had a lot of success, then switched to become an MLO, became a top producer, and that's when he knew he found his calling. Here's Mike's story. All right, Mike, listen, we're going to start off learning a little bit about how you got in mortgage business. Talk to us. Take us back actually into into your origin story. How did you get into the mortgage business? It's actually a great question, Andrew. Uh, I was fairly young. I really wanted to work at a bank uh, at the age of 17. I started applying for uh, different financial institutions, Chase, Chase. Washington Mutual. Wait, hold on um, for a second, Mike. 17 years old. Most 17-year-olds are like thinking like listening to music, going out, going to concerts, uh, rock and roll or whatever kids do today. And you're looking for a job at a bank. You're 17 years old. You're looking at a job for a bank. Where did that come from, Mike? Just uh, as, a, as a young kid, I, mean, I came from a great family. My parents always uh, supported me. Uh, you know, throughout you know high school, me, my sister and myself. Uh, but just at a very young age, we were just very self-driven. You know, wanted to kind of be able to hold up my own. You know, and I did a whole lot of the partying and the music and all the games and all that good stuff. But it was almost like I felt uh, I felt bad. You know. Not that it was ever, ever an issue, but I just wanted to simply hold down my weight and be able to afford whatever my habits were, whether it was concerts or, you know, game, going to the arcade or so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's uh, the stance to that one. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. So, 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 I mean, give me an idea. Like, what, what kind of work did your parent, parents do? Like, what, what, like, where's your background? Uh, I originally was born in Armenia. I came to the States. Uh, we located in Glendale, California, as soon as we got uh, to the United States. My dad was a basketball coach back home. My mom was a, a swimming instructor. They actually met uh, at, the, at the university they were both coaching at. Uh, I have a sibling. She's two years older. We came here in 89. Uh, when we came to the States, uh, you know, my dad started working at a, 
at a very famous uh, banquet hall uh, in Hollywood, California, in a completely different industry. He started from the bottom, essentially, and uh, worked his way up to becoming a uh, the head chef of the actual banquet hall. Uh, he pretty much worked eight days a week, you know, 25 hours a day to make sure he, you know, helps the family sustain. My mom was, you know, just a stay-at-home uh, wife at the time until she started going to college and became a, a hairdresser, a stylist. So, uh, yeah, that's the background story. So here you are, your your dad kind of told you a little bit about your, about your hustle. Um, but, but, but what about banking? Like where did actually the, you know, the idea of I'm going to become a bank teller, you know, uh, come about Mike, tell us, tell us that you're, you're, you're 17 years old. You're looking for a job. People are, people are, you know, looking to work at fast food places or restaurants and you're looking to work at a bank. Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, give us like, you know, where was there anyone in your life that gave you that, that kind of mindset to look for something in finance or banking? Honestly, uh, not really. No, it was just it was a it was a career that I felt that you know at the time, being a young guy, I loved to dress up and you know looking like a hotshot to say. <laughs> so I really thought uh, banking would be the way to go to be able you know assist. Uh, but prior to get into banking, to banking uh, in regards to your fast food comment. I I started working at Domino's Pizza uh, at the age of fifteen uh, at the same at the same shopping center where my dad had a small deli at the time. Uh, and even back then, uh, within six months of working there as a part time employee, uh, I had actually written a letter to to the franchise owner. Uh, Asking him, you know, what will it take to become a franchisee of the Domino's in the future? You know, wow, you're 15 years old and you're already you're already looking actually to take over the store. I love it. I love it, Mike. What did you like about the mortgage broker model that got you excited about this? Because listen, you could have actually gone de- many different ways. You could have actually been become an originator, working for someone else. You know, you could have potentially you know set yourself as up as a mortgage banker. You know, you had some history. But what about the mortgage? broker model did you love? Well, I did start off uh, simply my mortgage broker career started off when I was working at a call center called Colony Mortgage Lenders uh, here in Glendale, California. Uh, actually, just a few blocks away from my current headquarters now. And I used to be taking inbound calls uh, for a marketing campaign that they were running. And um, after about a year with that company, uh, me and one of the guys decided to part with and, and join forces and open up a partnership uh, working for a boutique brokerage in uh, Encino, California, uh, uh, known as Ideal Financial. Uh, the owner of that company is Kenneth Adler, who's a dear friend of mine, and he he really did help me a lot throughout my process of becoming my own broker and launching my own company. So, I mean, after working at a brokerage, uh, you know, we had a good six month run prior to the market tank and uh, we decided to part ways and, and go into different business ventures. But my heart and soul was always into real estate and lending. Uh, 
simply because you know I got in at a very young age. I I realized that my true passion was in that industry, and I was you know not to tweet my own horn, but I, I also realized that I'm. I'm I'm really good at what I do as far as being able to communicate with diverse types of clientele base to, you know, to find out the why, to find out, you know, what are they trying to accomplish? What is the real reason behind and to be able to, you know, and then help them achieve their financial goals, whether it was, you know, selling a property, buying a property and, and, Importantly, of course, getting pre-approved uh, and figuring out the best financial options for them. So, and what drove me to essentially do my own—it it wasn't because of splits or pay, because I was in a very short period of time. I was up at the top tier, and and if anything, if I had stayed at a different brokerage, I mean, financially, I'd be making a lot more money. Uh, so, in a very short period of time. It, it really, it, it was at a point where it wasn't about the money. Uh, it was simply of me opening up my own, uh, branding uh, a company from scratch and, and being able to leave a legacy behind for my, you know, for my children, for my family. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. So now do you, do you find yourself working as hard as your dad did? Like, I mean, do you sacrifice, you know, the, the, baseball games or the dance recitals, the things that you might've missed when you were, where your dad might've missed when you were growing up. Are you doing the same thing for your kids? Are you trying to do everything you can to be there, be present for them? You know, that's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, you, you try to learn and better yourself uh, based on, you know, the youth that you had. And uh, I must say, it's probably one of the most challenging things for me is because, uh, you know, I, I'm married. I'm happily married. I got two beautiful kids, uh, uh, two under two to be exact. So, so my wife and I both got our hands tied. Uh, and, but I, you know, I do work a lot. Of, I am working the eight days a week, the 25 hours a day, but I try to do my absolute best to be there for, for any kind of family activity whether it's holiday photo shoots or, you know, we got a pumpkin patch tonight. So, but it is challenging. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that it's easy and it comes, uh, you know, it comes naturally and I'm able to work around it. There's, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes in when you're, when you're building your own brand, building your own company, uh, essentially because, you know, you're essentially, you know, the person in charge for everything, uh, whether it's good or bad, uh, production, uh, hiring, firing. So it's a challenge. That's one of my biggest challenges, Andrew. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I know. And, and, and listen, I mean, and it's difficult because, listen, you started this mission at, you know, 17 years old, 18 years old. You were, you were in the bank getting promotions as like the youngest personal banker. I mean, you know, like it's, it's pretty amazing. You, you found your calling early on in, in life. And now actually you're, you're, you you have a burden of, of this mission to go, to go help borrowers. So now why do you think the mortgage broker model is the best model to help borrowers? 
it gives you the flexibility, honestly. It gives you the flexibility because there's, you know, not every borrower is the same. Not everybody's story is the same. I mean, there's hundreds and thousands of different lenders. There's, granted, only a handful of them are, um, are legitimate lenders that are great companies to partner partner with uh, to service to all sorts of borrowers but it, it, it it's the flexibility you know if you want to if you want to produce 50 60 units you can produce 50 60 units if you want to be the guy that works you know from your garage that does one loan and and calls it a day and you can do that as well uh, but the broker model allows you uh, to be able to really do the absolute best for all sorts of borrowers to find out you know what their current situation is what are they trying to accomplish why do they need to accomplish that you know the true the true why behind it all and you know being uh, in the banking should be customers that used to come in and they want to apply for a mortgage they fill out an application and and you're like the middle person and they don't get that personalized service where it, they're simply just a number you know where in the broker world I feel like these these borrowers turn into family uh, you know we guide them through the process from start to finish I mean we're essentially uh, it's like a long date you know we're constantly in communication and even after successfully closing their transaction you know it's you know their one year anniversary holidays their birthdays uh, or simple you know periodically just calling to check up and see you know how they're doing how are they enjoying the new house or you know you know just that human communication where uh, essentially yeah it's my job to, to make things happen but at the same time uh, at the same time I'm I'm in constant communication with a lot of my past borrowers uh, you know on a regular basis even even and after the loan closes Sorry. So even after the loan closes, are, are you, uh, you know, do you, do you keep in contact after um, transactions done? What, what do you do to kind of stay in touch with the borrowers? Um, I'm, you know, periodically I'll give them, shoot them a call or, you know, send them a text uh, just to check in, um, you know, at least once a quarter I follow up, you know, or, you know, the first follow up is usually within a couple weeks or within a month to make sure that they got their first mortgage payment, simply check in, you know, and I don't hesitate when I, when I do all that, I, I never hesitate to, you know, ask them if they have any friends, family, coworkers, anybody they know that may benefit from my services, just like they have, you know, and because that's what, that's what keeps me afloat. 90 to 95% of my businesses is referral based. And, uh, I mean, we all know whoever has been in any, any industry, especially the mortgage, uh, brokerage world referrals are huge. Yep. 100%. So, so listen, when you were setting up your mortgage brokerage, what are some big lessons you've learned that maybe you weren't prepared for, whether it maybe was setting up your tech stack, uh, you know, what, what, what actually lessons did you learn when you were setting up the mortgage brokerage? I think it was in 2019, middle of 2019, you set up shop. 
That's correct. Yeah. So I took my broker exam in 2014. I launched MBE Realty, which was my real estate brokerage. Uh, at the time, I still had about three different small businesses that I was catering to full time. So fast forward in 2019 is when I fully got back into real estate and lending. June of 2019, I launched the sister company of MB Realty, which is my mortgage brokerage, MB Capital Lending. And uh, some unexpected things that were really challenging for me uh, to get going was was the tech was the tech side of things. Uh, just to be able to, because times have changed and uh, technology has really taken over. So, you know, finding the right software, seeing what works for me and what my business model, uh, and, you know, as of late, um, you know, cause I constantly keep learning, learning, you know, it's been, uh, the lead sources, you know, different campaigns, uh, the cost of the marketing lead. And uh, especially in this market, the quality of the leads, you know, it's just not what it used to be back, back in, you know, 06, 07. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's 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 definitely very very different. So so talk a little bit about your tech stack. So you said it was difficult setting setting up the technology. Were there any pieces of technology that, you know, you were hoping that they would work a lot differently and you had to pivot or uh, any other kind of roadblocks in setting up your technology? Well, the roadblocks essentially were I I kind of didn't know where to start. It was all it was all very new to me, you know. And uh, I've been like that essentially throughout my entire career. I've I've lived and I've learned. I've tried different things, you know. Something as simple as uh, the phone system. To whether I should go with Calix Point or Encompass for my LOS software, and how I could sync it to my, you know, to make the entire streamline the process streamlined for my borrowers and myself and my team. Uh, so it just it, I was I was puzzled to where to start essentially. So you know, and I inquired different companies I got a lot of different demos and because uh, I'm like the last guy when it comes to when it comes to tech uh, <laughs> uh, you know I don't I don't like technology much uh, yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's it's so important in, in our industry and in anything essentially you do today so so, so I've, I've, that's been you know that's been challenging but you know I finally got a system that works for me and and um, we're happy with it. <laughs> Fantastic. So now if, if you knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently to set up your mortgage brokerage? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. Uh, it's always easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, right? And say, hey, you know, I should have gone and, and worked at a bigger company to learn the ins and outs. But I feel like that would have not been cheating, but it would have been it would have been a lot easier. Uh, I wouldn't have to 
burn through a lot of money to get to where I'm at today. Yet, I don't think I would have the drive uh, that I do today, you know, because I really, uh, you know, I use this phrase a lot saying I've really, I've really paid the play. In the sense that, you know, everything I've done has cost me an arm and a leg. However, in return, I've, what I got is priceless because I got the experience of the journey and, and that's all that really matters. It's, it's, it's not the end goal. It's not, it's not the unit. It's not the commission checks. It's not how, you know, how much money you make. It's, it's the journey of, you know, how you started and what you experienced to get to where you are and how you can relay, you know, and, and transition to teaching team and your new hellos and, you know, and growing your, your company and your culture. And so I don't think I'd, I'd change anything, honestly. So what's, what's been the best part about this whole process, setting up your brokerage? The journey, most definitely, the journey uh, to something that was simply an idea, which I was wholeheartedly convinced that my passion was in. And and like I said, when I first got into the game, I was 20, 21 years of age. And my partner and I at the time, we had a great six-month run before the market tanked. And uh, we decided to part ways. At the time, I was simply focusing on uh, lending tree leads, literally closing over the phone. He was specializing in the real estate aspect of things. And when I circled back and got back into it, I mean, the best part of this entire thing has been... You know, how I started and where I was only a couple of years ago and where I am now. You know, I got a full team. I have an in-house processor and operations manager. I have four LOs, not counting myself. You know, at one point we had two processors, uh, you know, and on the real estate aspect, I got about eight to 10 active realtors. Uh, so, but this entire journey has been surreal. Uh, you know, cause I've taken the highs, I've taken the lows and, uh, I don't think it, that's priceless to me, you know, it's, so how did your partners help you? Like uh, when it comes to like, you know, obviously we know you do business with uh, rocket pro TPO and I'm sure other lenders, but how were the partners that you work with in helping you set up your brokerage? Oh, uh, that company you just mentioned, uh, they have a special place in my heart, in my career, uh, within my brokerage. Uh, they're my go-to in all aspects. Uh, they have, you know, the support that I have from them, uh, whether it's a setup question or an underwriting question or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, it's just been spectacular. You know, I, I deal, I have, you know, one of, if not the best AE, I could, I could probably say at that company. And, uh, you know, they're one of my two go-tos and essentially all my conventional files go to rocket. Um, and then, you know, I have about 40 plus lenders that I'm working with 
but it's simply, you know, I have a conventional go-to and I have a non-QM go-to. Uh, but their, their support system, their training, uh, their culture, I had the pleasure of being out in Michigan earlier this year and to really uh, understand their business model and how they do business and and the culture that they have, uh, I've really been able to implement a lot of that within MBE Capital Lending. And I, I see how it works. Uh, you know, um, my team members are, you know, extremely satisfied. They come to the office with a smile on their face, you know, ready to make it happen, you know. And uh, a lot of that has come up, obviously, within. But what I learned from such a big company, you know, like Rocket Pro TPO and, and what they implement on the day-to-day within their culture and their and their daily activities. So now I'm um, giving you, give me an idea if you, if you don't mind, I wanted to go a little deeper on that. I want to understand like, you know, what exactly can you learn from a company as big as rocket? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the, the number one mortgage lender, you know, they do this so well. What, what, what are the tricks that they, that you've learned that you've incorporated into MBE capital? Perfect. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot to learn uh, from a company like Rocket. Uh, simply, when you look at their their business model and how they started, uh, Mr. Dan uh, Gilbert, you know, started as a broker shop with three people in 1996, I believe. And fast forward, you know, only a couple decades later where they are and how they have changed the entire broker world and the beauty of all that is how they're they're willing to constantly help brokers you know it doesn't matter how big or small like a boutique company like myself to excel in our careers and to better uh, our services and what we provide to borrowers and I mean there's they've been extremely helpful the amount that I've learned you know something as simple as the companyisms you know for one of them being you know numbers and money don't be they follow I mean that's very deep and it's something that when you think about it uh, essentially it's as long as you're consistent and you're persistent in what you do and you know you do what you need to do on a daily basis and and the stars will align the numbers will get there you know uh, uh, you know finding out you know working on the inches you know a lot of times human nature you know we all have goals whether it's health goals business goals financial goals and a lot of times our goals are so big we're kind of puzzled to where to start and you know we're looking at an uphill mountain and we're thinking to ourselves, hey, well, how are we going to chop this down immediately? Well, the reality is it can't happen immediately. You know, that's uh, you need to work on the inches. You know, you need to you need to be a better better Mike Boyajian today than you were yesterday. And 
And you have to have that mindset on a daily basis where you're seeing progress slowly but surely, you know, and, you know, their trainings, uh, how educated their account executives are, uh, you know, their crew directors, their underwriting leads, leads, uh, lead, you know, lead management that, you know, you can contact these people and, you can literally resolve anything and anything you have going on on the on file. That it's, it's, it's tremendously helpful. It's, it's it's almost like having a big brother that you can you can rely on no matter what, no matter the day, no matter the time. So it's been a big relief. I love that. It's a great analogy, man, Mike. It's awesome, man. Really, really great to hear your story. And any big plans for the future, or just keep. Keep growing it one loan at a time. Uh, plans for the future. Uh, the goal is to grow the team. Um, I'm all about quality, not quantity. You know, I'm blessed to have an amazing team. Except, uh, you know, I got a one of one operations manager and, and processor who's who's very dear to my family, my company, our culture that we have her. Her name is Gigi. Uh, you know, I got amazing LOs um, that we want to really just utilize our resources and and just grow the company uh, as far as, you know, producing LOs and, and, and you know, the plan for the future is for healthy growth, you know, and uh, right now we're in a different market, obviously, and a lot of people are simply just running away from our industry because, you know, business has gotten 10 times harder, but there's always ways to conduct business and there's different programs out there, you know, you know, Rocket's got our 2-1 buy-down that we're really utilizing, so to helping us stay afloat, to helping, giving us the right tools to be able to cater to our borrowers, even in a market like this. So, you know, and it's a storm. We need to weather it and, uh, and we need to overcome it and with the right people, with the right mindset, especially, you know, uh, the right partners. Uh, it's definitely a lot easier to do that. So we're not going anywhere. The goal is to grow the company, uh, company and, you know, leave a legacy behind for our families and for our kids to hopefully, you know, take it to the next level when their time comes. Uh, so did I hear that you're, you're recruiting your two kids into the mortgage business? Oh, I think they're going to take over. Nice. Although, although that's always a conversation within my wife and I, because my wife is a, she's an attorney. Uh, she actually graduated uh, law school and passed the bar at the age of 23. Uh, she's probably the smartest human being that I know. So it's always a matter of, are they going to be an attorney? Are they going to be a doctor? Or are they going to come to daddy's industry? So, but I'm going to, I'm going to let them decide when they grow up. Fantastic. Mike, great spending time with you today. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, Andrew, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for all you guys do. All right, brother. When you want to grow, strengthen and protect your business, Rocket can. Partner with RocketProTPO.com today. As we learn from Mike and other guests, when opening up your brokerage, you don't have to do this alone. 
as we've heard in this season, some are attending in-person trainings, kind of like Bill the Broker, uh, while others, like Mike, utilize their relationship and tools of wholesale lenders. Um, however, some, like Mike, just learn from just executing and making use of the tools that they've got available while others plan, 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 and plan some more. So be it ready, fire, aim, or ready, aim, 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 fire. Your brokerage is your dream and nothing is more American than being the boss and helping others fulfill the proverbial American dream of home ownership. That's it for this episode of Build a Broker, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Kutam Perar and Matt Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. Opening theme is Adrenaline by Balloon Planet. And the music you're hearing now is Sharp Thin Blade by Francesco D'Andrea. Be sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Help inspire other future brokers by sharing this episode and leaving your reviews. Join us in person at a Build a Broker event near you. These half-day events help you open, operate, and grow your mortgage brokerage with confidence. Learn more at nmplink.com slash B-A-B.